Welcome to the Locker Room Podcast, presented by the University of Maryland Sports Business Society. Welcome back to episode 34 of the Locker Room Podcast, where we take a look behind the scenes of sports business. My name is Harrison Kime, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. He's a Maryland alum and the current Director of Security Services and Investigation for the NFL, Billy Langenstein. Thanks for being here today, Billy. How's it going? Good. Thanks, Harrison. Happy to be here. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy to have you on. All right. Likewise, so I know you have a lot to, yeah, so I know you have a lot to talk about, so let's just get right into it. So... Obviously, you went to Maryland. So what was your experience like at UMD? And what did you major in? And how did this kind of impact your decision of the career path that you wanted to take after college? Yeah, life at College Park for the four years I was there was an incredible experience and really shaped my time um, growing professionally and personally, getting to know me. Some of the best four years of my life, um, both education in the classroom, but just the entire experience um, in College Park. Uh, whether that was inside of Bentley's or inside of McClellan, the experience was, was one uh, for the making and, and truly some of the, my cherished memories. I was a major, I majored in communication um, at University of Maryland and took a lot of different classes, but that really helped me really learn and shape how to, to progress in the business world, in the sports world that I was really intrigued and interested in joining uh, and really some of the created some of my foundational elements that helped me uh, prepare for interviews and internships and eventually my first job um, in, in the business world and sports was because of some of those foundational classes I took it at Maryland. But four years uh, as a Terp was some of the best years of my life and would never give them back. Yeah, definitely. And then what got you interested in a possible career in security services? What experience did you have prior to making this decision that you kind of wanted to work in this field? Yeah, Harrison, that's a good question. It's more than just security. Um, it's where I am today. However, something that I love is live events. Think about the last mm -hmm. time you went to you know, it's a hockey game, baseball game, Terps basketball game, right? It's all about the experience for me. And something I enjoyed at a young age, even before college, I had the opportunity to work in the music side of the business and being able to be part of live events, um, have an opportunity to make someone's day when they come and take time out to come to an event. And I get that opportunity to make it special for them and be part of that experience. It's something I really, really enjoyed. Um, so when I looked at how to be part of the production, how to be part of the operation, um, whether it's security or guest experience or transportation, event operations, event management. It's something that I really had a passion for. And as I worked early on um, and in through college and, and now post-college is something I've always had nag for and really was excited for. Um, so that's where it's sort of my passion uh, and excitement really started and came from. Yeah, I mean, seeing the impact you can have on people's experiences, especially through something like what you do, is definitely a good feeling. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. And win or lose, obviously, it's, whether it's on the ice or on the field or on the court, obviously, it's, that's the competition. But for me, um, mm -hmm. was every fan that every person that walked through the doors, whether the venue or event, wherever I stadium I was, I had an opportunity to make an impression for them and meet someone new and, and keep them safe, secure and, and really deliver that memorable experience. And that's what I enjoy to this day. Yeah, it's definitely an important part. So after college, you worked as an event supervisor at National Event Services for almost seven years. Can you describe what this position was like and kind of talk about your experiences supervising security for events like the 2008 World Series, the 2009 MLB Playoffs and World Series, and then also the 2012 NHL Winter Classic? 
Yeah, absolutely. You're dating way back. Um, so it, it, what I, just, I, I started in the music side of the business. So at around 15 years old, I knew I wanted to be part of sports, part of music, part of live events, but I didn't know how to get mm-hmm. in. So I worked for out of greater Philadelphia area where I was born and raised. I worked for the music fest, the music scene in, in the venues. And I worked for an event security and medical company. So your staffing company, right? When you go to an event, your ushers, ticket takers, fan ambassadors, security guards. Yeah. I worked for a company that does all the, the major venues in the greater Philadelphia, South Jersey area. And I started out as a water boy. Uh, all I was able to do at the age I was was fill up buckets of water, go r- run around the venue, give water to all the staff. What taught me was a lot more about the operation, a lot more about the personalities and staffing, which really helped me grow and get an uh, interest for different parts of the business. Um, During my time there, I rose for every single position. So when I was there, I was an usher. I was a ticket taker. I stood at a door. Um, I was a security guard. I used to be a runner in the parking lot. Um, I was part of the back of house operations for production, the front of house operations. I really had an opportunity during the company to see everything. Um, and, and part of that was other opportunities to open up, not just in the music scene uh, and the music venues in Philadelphia, but some of the festivals and then also some of the sporting events you highlighted. So uh, I had an opportunity to be part of the 2008 uh, World Series, which the, my hometown team won, uh, 2009 World Series, which the Yankees ended up winning. And, and in mm-hmm. 2012, the Winter Classic, which was held at Business Bank Park, three different events which really helped me continue to learn how big of an operation the sports business was, not just a small music festival or mm-hmm. event for 1,200 people, but when you're looking at 40, 45,000 people at a hockey game or a World Series team, there's so much more logistics and operations that I got to learn yeah. and be part of uh, during the event. Yeah, definitely. It's pretty crazy, honestly, how you started out in such a kind of a low role as a water boy, and you ended up making your way up and working at events like the World Series and the Winter Classic. Really fortunate. I think it shows you, Harrison, anyone can do it. Um, and for me, it was learning every single position, being part of every single position, and then just growing mm-hmm. and finding that curiosity and interest. And, and it comes down to hard work, uh, whether yeah. it was moving bike rack or separating the different color M&Ms for the next artist that was coming to perform. Uh, you sort mm-hmm. of do it all, but you learn and appreciate the steps that it takes to, to deliver an event. Mm. Yeah, definitely. All right. So after that, I know you worked as uh, the senior manager of guest experiences and operations for the nationals. What did you kind of do in on a daily basis? And did you ever expect to work for an MLB team? How did this kind of come about? It started out in college. Uh, It's all about networking, Mm -hmm. right? And some of those internships and and volunteer things that I did throughout the summer, um, both on campus and then also obviously continue to work on the music side. And that opened up a network for me and I got to meet meet new individuals. And so Mm -hmm. My first job out of college was the coordinator of guest services for the Washington Nationals. And that was interviewed and I was responsible for staff, um, your ushers, your ticket takers. I was responsible for the lost and found program, scheduling, staffing, customer Mm -hmm. service, uh, and then had a a hand in the hospitality side as well. But then some of the guest experience operations um, had a phenomenal opportunities working for the learners, the owners, the nationals, and my bosses who really gave me opportunities to teach me and opportunities to further my career and interests um, and what I was looking to learn at the Nationals. In a few short years, I went from the coordinator of guest services, um, actually the manager of guest services, the senior manager, and ended up being the director of event operations at the NAC. Um, learned so much in that job, and that was me being curious, but also having great mentors and bosses at the NAC who opened up opportunities to really expand 
um, our operation, um, from an event operation to stadium, a ballpark operations, the customer service, the guest services program, because think that's the foundation of creating a phenomenal event um, and that yeah. memorable experience. So mm -hmm. uh, I learned a lot when working at the Nats, but it all started back to in college uh, at Maryland and then also mm -hmm. the jobs and I worked in music but also some of the internships and the volunteer opportunities that I took on to meet new people and really expand my network, which helped me with this opportunity and get my foot in the door. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the guest and customer experience is really probably the most important part of any sporting event. And just kind of having that at the top level is just kind of key to making sure that any event is successful. It, it really is, Harrison. Think back to when you went to your last event, right? Even if we're mm -hmm. in a pandemic now, where the world's starting to open back up, think yeah, about the last time at your event, right? Mm -hmm. But when was, did you have a bad experience? Think about every interaction you had. You, mm -hmm. Someone greeted you, probably showing you what door to enter, grabbed your ticket, you probably went through security, right? You had, mm -hmm. probably had food and I purchased something at, you know, food and beverage, right? A concession stand, saw your mm -hmm. usher at your seating bowl. Think about each one of those interactions. That's part of the guest experience, the customer service, the training, the hospitality, the security training, that all goes into part of your experience. Because if you have one bad interaction, you can really, and your team loses, you can really mm -hmm. put a damper on your day. So really yeah, critical, I mean, critical yeah. part. Stadiums really are judged by how, how good their customer service is. And people really do either not come back to certain stadiums or do come back to certain stadiums based on how friendly the staff are and how they interact. You nailed it, Harrison. I think one of the biggest metrics that we look in sports and entertainment is the voice of the fan, right? Mm -hmm. What is the fan? How's the fan feeling throughout their entire experience? How can we constantly get better at what we do um, to, to, to exceed the expectation of our fans and make sure they're coming back time and time again? Yep. Then kind of moving on from this role, after this, you went on to become an event manager at Festival Management Services, where you oversaw some great events, such as Made in America Music Festival, the Grateful Dead 50th anniversary shows, as well as many fish concerts. How did working in music compare to working in sports, and what was this experience like for you? Yeah, so that was sort of what this, it, I continued working in music um, even through when I had a full time job at the NAS. It's some music has a special place in my heart because it's what got, how I got started in the business at 15 at a young age and met so many individuals that helped me teach me so many different aspects of the business. So. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to national event services that I worked on the event staffing side and the management side, I worked on the festival side and the tour side as well as I got a little older in age and learning more of the skills and crafts that go into uh, a music, the music operation, I started to travel a little bit to different music festivals, um, some mm -hmm. of the biggest in the country that we know about today, um, that opened up more opportunities about how to really look at a, standing up an event in a grass field or in parking lots and how do you put up multiple stages and, and checkpoints and look at mm. talent operations and, and front of house and back of house operations. There's a lot that goes, goes into that. And then I also had the opportunity to tour a little bit and, and learn some of the touring aspects, uh, working with some of the bands that I learned a lot. And that really all came together and really helped me continue to harness and teach me different skill sets at different mm. events, which then I can utilize those different skill sets where I was working. So it helped me a lot. It can, again, continue to open up different opportunities. Uh, for me, as I continue to grow in the sports and entertainment business. Yeah, I mean, I feel like exposure to different industries is definitely what helps an employee grow in any, any two industries, honestly, just kind of being able to combine those skills and efforts and being able to implement them into your work is definitely important. 
it makes you, it's, it's great. You're absolutely right. It makes you more well-rounded, right? You're, you're mm-hmm. taking different experiences from different events because everyone approaches a little bit differently and how you grow from that. And how do you learn from that? Because there's something that might've happened 10, 15 years ago at a music event. And I can use that skill set when in my current job where I can relate back to how we talk, you sort of talk the language and learn those different things. So, and you're learning something mm-hmm. new every day and you're learning something new from, there's so many talented individuals out there and you can always learn and grow together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely true. So your next opportunity came as the director of event services at SMG, which is a worldwide entertainment and convention value management, venue management company, where I know you had a large role in the construction of US Bank Stadium, which is the home of the Minnesota Vikings. What was it like turning this idea into reality and being such a large part of the construction and management of this project? Yeah, so as we're going through my Current, my career, um, mm-hmm. I had an opportunity. I was the director of event operations for the Washington Nationals. Had a f- great work in baseball, loved it. Um, I was presented with an opportunity to become the director of event services, to open up US Bank Stadium, hire a team, and be responsible for the entire front of house of operations and mm-hmm. have a part in work opening the building. Um, today, not many people have the opportunity to open a brand new NFL stadium. And not only just an NFL stadium, you build it from the ground up. Um, so evaluating where I was in my career and the opportunities I had ahead of me, um, it was one that I couldn't pass up and I was very fortunate for the opportunity to be considered. So 11 months prior to opening, before there's a full roof on the stadium, before the walls were painted, um, Mm -hmm. I was part of the team that opened up U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, at U.S. Bank Stadium, I was for a lot of processes, procedures, hiring, policies, training, implementation, yeah, I'm sure. Analytic thinking all went into opening the building. And once you open the building, you're challenged in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, at the stadium, I was responsible for uh, guest experience at the guest services program, the tour program, event management, event operations, uh, security and public safety. So your event security, your building security, uh, your medical, your public safety team, which includes all your federal partner relationships, responsible mm-hmm. medical, the medical operation and the emergency preparedness program, uh, transportation and parking. So had the team couldn't have done it without my team and, and truly the entire building it takes to, to not just open the building, but continue to operate the building, which was an incredible experience. Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine all of the small pieces that go into kind of creating a whole venue and a whole football stadium and just being able to kind of pick each one out and kind of perfect it must be a crazy process. Yeah, it was one of the most challenging things I've ever done in my life to date. You, it teaches you so many lessons personally and professionally um, mm-hmm. because of the whole there's so many people watching and there's so many people involved, but you learn so much and you can't do it by yourself. Uh, there, there wasn't much sleep in those years um, opening, yeah. but it's the most gratifying experience. And you have to rely on your entire team. You're going to be, you're going to mm-hmm. take on things or build things that's going to make you uncomfortable or you don't mm-hmm. know how to do it. And you have to just take a step back, rely on your, your teammates and your team who's utilizing your, their strengths and put things together. Knowing things are not good, might not work out the way you planned it on paper, and then you were able to evaluate and adjust the operation and keep moving forward. And that's where there was. There's a lot of things that we did that we thought were going to work that absolutely did not work. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of things we said, no chance it's going to work. And it worked phenomenal. Um, yep. But that's the beauty of opening a building with a great team and, and really hosting events. And you know, one of my favorite experiences there, many experiences, but opening mm-hmm. the doors for the first time to the public mm-hmm. and just seeing them come in was just so gratifying and an experience I'll never forget. But yeah, a lot of work goes into not just opening, but then operating. Uh, we hosted over 550 events a year 
and you know that includes your major events like Vikings games. So we host the X Games, we host the Super Bowl Fifty Two, and a lot of convention types of events. So a variety of events. Mm-hmm. And then what's it like seeing how the stadium runs today? Just kind of like a follow up question. It, you know, there's always a special place in my heart for the purple and gold. Um, mm-hmm. Born and raised in Philadelphia, you know, Eagles fan at heart. Uh, now yeah. fan of now fan of all 32 teams uh, with my mm-hmm. current job. But I have a place there. You 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 built a family when you're in the trenches with people and you are putting your blood, sweat, tears, everything you can into opening that building and operating. Um, yeah. There's a lot goes into it, and there's a lot of you become a really close knit family. So. I take special pride in, in, in that stadium and what I was a part of, uh, the, the relationships I have today, many of them because of that stadium and what we did together. So it's exciting when it's, it's shown on television or, or when I go back every so often to visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. And so now we've reached your current role as the Director of Security Services and Investigation for the NFL. What exactly does your role consist of and what is it like working for a major sports league? Yeah, so it's it's an incredible opportunity. I'm really humbled for the position I'm in, um, and you know I got the position because again, as we we go through um, our progression, it's all about networking and working hard and creating relationships and staying curious mm-hmm. about what you want to do. And so after Super Bowl Fifty Two, uh, which was held at US Bank Stadium, mm-hmm. I, had, I had an opportunity to meet a lot of the folks at the league office who we worked closely with. And also one of them was my current boss, uh, the chief security officer, who, her name is Kathy Lanier, uh, who's the mm-hmm. former Washington, D.C. chief of police for 10 years. Um, oh, wow. I, got to, I got to know her for the last couple, couple of years while working, in the, uh, working at the, the stadium because we worked mm-hmm. hand in hand very closely with the league. Uh, there was an opportunity that presented itself to go work for her, work for her at the league office in the security department. Um, mm-hmm. Not just working for the NFL was an unbelievable opportunity, but working under her leadership and her mentorship. Uh, to help me grow has been second to none. And, and that was truly the reason is it's not just the position and the organization, but the leadership that you work with, work for, and will work tirelessly for. And that was her, um, which is a big reason why I'm, I'm at the league office. Uh, the current role, so Director of Security Services, I'm a regional director oversees the, the entire West Coast, so the AFC and the NFC West, all those clubs and stadiums are, I work hand in hand with, um, from best practices to stadium operations, um, to any special events that out of, happen out there. Uh, also responsible for the, fan, the league's fan conduct program. So working with all 32 of our clubs in 30 stadiums on a lot of the fan conduct and best practices mm-hmm. that we they implement daily and throughout the, our game days. Also special events. So our major events from Super Bowl to draft, which we just had, uh, to combine, Pro Bowl, kickoff, uh, some of our, and then also a lot of the other smaller events that we host. So I have a hand in our special event planning from a security perspective. Uh, most importantly, is being a resource to our clubs and stadiums helping my teammates, helping my colleagues out as we continue to prepare for the upcoming season, but then really looking at different technologies and best, how do we stay modern with our and proactive with our best practices um, and working with our different departments, whether it's broadcast or, or football operations or our events team or club business development, uh, working with our different departments as we prepare um, for each season. Yeah, it really does sound like a fascinating role, just kind of having experience with the NFL and kind of controlling what goes on behind the scenes rather than just what we see. It is. There's really no off season. You know, our season mm-hmm. really starts at a draft when it's a business meeting. And when that prospect is selected, it's an, an unbelievable memory for that individual when their name is called by the commissioner. But there's a mm-hmm. business behind it and there's an operation yeah. behind it. And we and we hit the ground running and you know, our season might preseason might take off in August, but we're already starting to plan and we're already continuing to have planning meetings for special events, too. So a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so moving on, this one, this might be a tough question for you to answer, but what has been your favorite memory, either anywhere that you've worked so far or at the NFL specifically? Yeah, so I'll give you two. Uh, I'll, um, I'll give you two. So my first one is, I sort of already highlighted already, but a, ma a big accomplishment, uh, three, I'll hit each one of my career, was getting my first job out of college, uh, working mm -hmm. for the Washington Nationals. Getting that phone call was an incredible feeling and, and knowing that I was able to work for a major league sports team and have the opportunity to grow uh, with the Nats. Yeah. And I saw unbelievable memories and friendships there that I still have. Uh, at mm -hmm. U.S. Bank Stadium, it was, I, I mentioned it was opening those doors for the first time. As much as I got to see my hometown team in my stadium win the Super Bowl, opening yeah. the stadium with that team and that U.S. Bank Stadium and Viking family for, for the first time was such, mm -hmm. it was an incredible feeling uh, that opened that. Mm -hmm. And then at the National Football League, there's, there's many already in the, in the short two, little over two and a half years I've been here. But I say getting drafted. Getting drafted, getting the call from my boss and having the opportunity to walk into the league office every day and be part of something special and work mm -hmm. under the leadership of many individuals, but more importantly, my boss, uh, Kathy, has been an incredible experience. And that's a memory I won't forget is when I got that call and I, I, I was drafted. Yeah. And then kind of going off of that, what has been your biggest takeaway so far from your role and why? Some of the biggest things that I've learned, I'd say, is... To, is Two is how to handle adversity. It's a big lesson you're not going to learn in the classroom, but there's a mm -hmm. lot of moving parts and there's going to be a lot of, as you grow, there's a lot of high pressure situations and, and there might be more than one. And how do you balance those? And how do you handle those? Especially when you're making mistakes and you can't be afraid to make a mistake. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just how you rebound from it, grow from it and learn from it. I always say, is, if you're not making mistakes, you're not growing. And, and mm -hmm. I do that all the time. And I think that's important because that's what's challenging yourself. I think another one that we continue to learn is be students, you know, be a student in the classroom. Continue, I continue to learn and challenge myself as much as I can and be humble and open and learn every opportunity. I think those mm -hmm. are some of the biggest things that I've helped, uh, have helped me thus far as I continue to grow. And then I'd say from a, a leadership perspective is, is really having that emotional intelligence. There's mm -hmm. going to be situations that you're going to have highs and lows and, and you're going to meet a variety of people and work with a variety of people and a variety of personalities in a variety of situations. I think having the emotional intelligence as a leader to really understand that, working with your team, working with different business units, uh, and working under the, the, the different situations, regardless of the pressure, is really important um, when, when you're, how you're handling something or how you're addressing something or, or leading a team on something, I think is also really important. So those are some of the, right off the bat, I'd say it's it helped me thus far. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, we always are really learning. So just being able to kind of understand that and put that into your work is definitely really important to succeeding in anything. We really are Harrison students of the classroom, right? We're learning every day and as every day we're learning something new. Mm -hmm. All right, so kind of reaching the end of our podcast, we always do a little segment to close it out called the Maryland Minute, which kind of touches on your time as a Terp and just some highlights and your favorite things. So the first question we have is, what is your favorite class that you took at Maryland and why? My favorite class at Maryland and why? So I'd say my favorite classes, I took a few kinesiology classes. So I'd say my favorite mm -hmm. class was with Dr. Brown. Uh, it was called the Psychology of Sport. It was such an awesome class. She was, she's a phenomenal professor, kept it engaging, mm -hmm. related personal professional experiences and tied it back to the textbook. Uh, so that's always one that stuck out for me. One of the classes I truly enjoyed. Yeah, definitely interesting. And then next, what was your go-to college park restaurant when you were a student? Does Bentley's count? Yeah, I think we can count that. 
we'll, we'll count Bentleys with a crab pretzel then. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And then, or, Chipotle, or Chipotle at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. And then next, what is your favorite spot on campus? Um, if it wasn't a varsity field house, I'd probably say the, the you know, stamp. So the, mm-hmm. you can't go around the student center. There's, you know, the go-to is always Chick-fil-A, but it's usually where I hung out in between classes and walking around. So yeah, definitely still a go-to spot for a lot of students here. Oh, good. Yeah. And then who's your favorite UMD athlete? It can be of all time or current. So I was, for, so I'm going to take, I'm going to take the rest of the 30 seconds of the minute that I have on this one. Cause I was very fortunate. Um, one of the things that I was a student assistant at the varsity field house and got to meet a lot of the student athletes, whether it was men's soccer mm-hmm. or women's soccer and, and men's lacrosse. So I lived with a few of those athletes as well. Um, I got to see, I'd say from the men's soccer, I'm going to be, a, this is a loaded one, Harris. I'm going to say, um, Omar, if it was during men's soccer, it was Omar Gonzalez and AJ mm-hmm. Del Garza, um, Graham Zussi, Rodney Wallace, I mean, Will Swam. There's so many of them that I got to interact with and, and watch perform, yeah. which, and I think that, and they did win a world, you know, uh, a championship as during my time. Women's soccer, yeah. some of the most talented athletes and fun group that I've worked with. I'd probably give a shout out to Molly Dreska, who is, um, unbelievable on and off the field as a leader uh, in women's mm-hmm. soccer and then men's lacrosse uh two there were so many of them uh at, there's some of the best relationships and friendships i had and learned so much of, that i've applied to my day here so whether it was um brian phipps or brian farrell or uh probably some dean hart dan burns um ryan young i can name the whole team they, it's just mm-hmm. incredible group of of friends and men that were unbelievable athletes on the field uh in the classroom off campus, uh, some of my best memories because of them. Mm, definitely. And then our last question is, what piece of advice would you tell a student considering working in stadium and event operations? Stay humble, stay hungry, be curious. Mm-hmm. That would be, that's my advice. Stay humble, stay hungry, be curious. Um, stay humble no matter, listen and learn and ask as many questions as you can from mm-hmm. everybody. Uh, no matter what it is, um, be hungry, have that, find that fire in the belly, find what makes you excited, find what gets you energized and what your passion's for and what you want to do. Um, and you might not know in five or five years, might not know in seven years, and you might, you're gonna have an incredible journey, but stay hungry and, and understand what excites you. If you work in sports entertainment, um, mm-hmm. there's so much to offer there. And, and then be curious, find that curiosity in what you do, and why things work. It's not just how, but why do they work and what makes it special or what makes it tick or what, how do you learn from that? I, so I think that really helps you because it opens up a lot more opportunities um, mm. as, as you grow in, in such an incredible uh, industry. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely important advice to honestly, any, somebody in any industry that's kind of exploring what they want to do and what exact career path they want to go down. It is. There's so much there and there's no science to it. And there is it's, it's a journey. It's an adventure. And you're going to go up and down and lateral and left and right. And I think that's the, mm-hmm. enjoying the process is part of that. And sometimes we, we forget that. Yeah, it really is. All right. So that's all we got for you guys today. Billy, I really appreciate you coming on. And I really enjoyed hearing about all of your experiences and how you got to where you are today. To all the listeners, follow us on Instagram at SBS underscore UMD to stay up to date on the latest Locker Room podcast guests and news. Thank you. Thanks, Harrison, and go Terps.
Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much.